0: It's Friday, January 20th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. The Treasury Department began taking special measures to keep paying the government's bills on Thursday as the U.S. bumped up against its borrowing limit, kicking off a potentially lengthy and difficult debate in Congress over raising the debt ceiling. With the federal government constrained by the roughly $31.4 trillion debt limit, the Treasury Department began deploying so-called extraordinary measures. Those accounting maneuvers, which include suspending investments for certain government accounts, will allow the Treasury to keep paying obligations to bondholders, Social Security recipients, and others until at least early June, the department said last week. That gives lawmakers on Capitol Hill and the Biden administration roughly five months to pass legislation raising or suspending the debt limit. In other news, Google Parent Alphabet Incorporated said it plans to eliminate roughly 12,000 jobs, reducing its staff by 6%, and marking the company's largest ever round of layoffs as it copes with a darkened economic outlook. The reductions will cut across alphabet units and geographies, the company said, though some areas, including recruiting and projects outside of the company's core businesses, would be more heavily affected. The cuts follow a wave of layoffs at other technology companies in recent months, including Microsoft, Amazon, and Meta platforms. Those cuts have been part of a broader pivot toward protecting profit and cementing the end of a growth-at-all-costs era in technology. Google executives have in recent months said the company would be tightening its belt, reflecting a new period of more disciplined and efficient spending. In world news, thousands of people poured into Peru's capital, many from remote Andean regions, for a protest Thursday against President Dina Boluarte and in support of her predecessor, whose ouster last month launched deadly unrest and cast the nation into political chaos. Police repeatedly fired tear gas into crowds of demonstrators as night fell Thursday, preventing them from heading into business and residential districts of Lima. The supporters of former President Pedro Castillo were demanding Boluarte's resignation, the dissolution of Congress, and immediate elections. Castillo, Peru's first leader from a rural Andean background, was impeached after a failed attempt to dissolve Congress. We have delinquent ministers, presidents that murder, and we live like animals in the middle of so much wealth that they steal from us every day, said Samuel Acero, a farmer who heads the regional protest committee for the Andean city of Cusco. We want Dina Boluarte to leave. She lied to us. The protests have so far been mainly in Peru's southern Andes, with 54 people dying amid the unrest. The large majority killed in clashes with security forces. Back in the U.S., T Mobile said hackers accessed data, including birth dates and billing addresses, for about 37 million of its customers, the second major security lapse at the wireless company in two years. The cell phone carrier said it is currently notifying affected customers and that it believes the most sensitive types of records, such as credit card numbers, social security numbers and account passwords were not compromised t-mobile has more than 110 million customers the fcc said it had opened an investigation this incident is the latest in a string of data breaches at the company and the fcc is investigating according to a spokeswoman and the supreme court said thursday that a months-long investigation has so far failed to identify who leaked in may draft of the opinion overruling Roe v. Wade, the first public statement since Chief Justice John Roberts announced at the probe a day after Justice Samuel Alito's draft opinion was published. The May leak, while not necessarily unlawful, was an extraordinary breach of protocol at a court that tightly controls access to its deliberations. The team has to date been unable to identify a person responsible by a preponderance of the evidence, the court's unsigned statement said, using the legal term for the lowest standard of proof in a case. Now you know, and you're ready to go with The Morning News. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.